Welcome to the Profit and Loss Podcast. I'm Adam Tidrow. And I'm Jahaira Zapata. This is a dive into the minds of entrepreneurs and small business owners. We talk about what keeps them up at night, and more importantly, what gets them up in the morning. Join us every week for conversations with real business owners as they share their successes, struggles, and lessons learned. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Profit and Loss Podcast. I'm Adam Tidrow, and as always is my co-host and executive producer, Jahida Zapata. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. They can see us now. Yes. This is only the third time we've had, I've had to do this intro because right. I keep <laughs> messing it up, but each time they can see us. So uh, Gets better each time, I, I swear. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, so uh, today we have a great episode for you guys. We have Precious Williams. She is the killer pitch master, three-time best-selling author and veteran of Shark Tank, CNN, and the Wall Street Journal. She joins mm-hmm. us today from her home in Brooklyn, New York. But first, we actually found an article that Forbes interviewed her for, mm-hmm. uh, where we she talks about uh, pitching and the process of pitching as an entrepreneur. And we want to kind of dig into that before we bring uh, Precious on and do our interview. So Jahida, I know that you, I think you read the article before I did. Was there anything that stood out to you that maybe you hadn't thought of? I mean, ideally, I would recommend anyone to kind of save this article um, as something that you can continuously refer back to, um, because some of the things you've probably heard before and some of things are a little bit new. Uh, So a couple of just, you know, things that are kind of highlighted here is obviously, um, you know, thinking strategically. um, And you'll hear this later on in the interview, but she definitely talks about disrupting uh, the way your your audience thinks. So if everyone is kind of coming in saying, you know, hi, my name is such and such, and this is my business, she's saying basically go completely the opposite of that. Like, how can you stop people in their track and you know, get them to really pay attention to you. Kind of like what's happening, you know, when Adam is raising his hand because someone is beating on the door. (laughs) We're good. They're just saying hi. (laughs) But, right. All all good. (laughs) So that's a a key, you know, a key point or key takeaway, I guess, if you want to think about it like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me see. What's one of the other things? I Sometimes really I like? forget where I am. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> I forgot where I was. Um, <laughs> I'm just so comfortable talking to you and talking about what we talk about. that uh, I forget that we're recording this, but um, it happens. I'll, 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 I'll do some work here and step in and say, um, you know, understanding your audience is something that Precious talks about knowing, you know, there's, mm-hmm. di- there's a difference between pitching for investment and pitching uh, in the media and pitching, you know, directly to uh, a customer, you know, there's exactly so knowing your audience is, is very important. Um, yeah. And, and it she, could be the same message, but you just can't, you're customizing it for your audience, right? Like you wouldn't yeah. tell a group of, if your demographic is, let's just say parents, right? You wouldn't give the parents the same message that you would possibly be giving their children, right? right. So yep. still your values have not changed. The message has not necessarily changed. Just the way that you deliver it and what you want to emphasize on is what you need to think about based on who you're trying to present your information to. Absolutely. But I I, I think um, the best person to talk about this would be Precious. So let's bring Precious in. Ladies and gentlemen, Precious Williams. So Precious Williams, why don't yeah. you tell me why you chose pitching? Why do you feel 
this is your calling? Well, first of all, I feel like pitching is my calling because I was kind of forced into it. You know how they say the necessity is the mother of invention? So I am a former attorney in the great state of New York. Oh, great. And after practicing for years and just realizing this is boring and I'm not doing this for 40 years, man. I'm just... <laughs> Um, I, you know, ended a relationship with my, my ex-fiance and embarked on a path I never saw coming. Uh, I met a very famous Hollywood actor, started dating him. And yeah, I was 327 pounds. Get that in your mind. Get that in okay. your mind. Right. <laughs> when I said you, I'm the killer pitch master. I slayed him. Trust and believe. <laughs> and so when I tell y'all, so he inspired me to start Curvy Girls Launch Ray. It was my first company. And people kept telling me, you're too fat, you're too black, you don't have an Ivy League degree. And, and, and no matter how they said it, whether it was sweet or nice, some people think that when you are a black woman and you, you got you know this education, that's all you can do. Right. And I wanted to prove that since I was 16 years old, I've been, a, I've been a professional speaker. And since no one would invest in my company and they didn't think plus size women mattered or anything, mm. why would I start a company? And I'm like, I'm dating a very famous Hollywood actor and I can't find anything in my size. I was size 28. Couldn't find sexy, stylish, and fashion forward things. They're like, but y'all don't even matter who's looking. Mm, y'all see who's on my arm? Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, Jigga who? <laughs> <laughs> even he didn't believe it could be done. Yeah. So I quit my attorney position. And it was hard because it's hard to divorce yourself from what you have been working for all your life, but you just realize I can't. Right. Sure. The same grace that we give to people who look nothing like us. Oh, they can go find themselves, take a gap year. Okay. Why don't I, as a black woman, give myself permission to go balls to the wall? Right. Sure. So when I had no money coming in, y'all know necessity is <laughs> the struggle is and real. So, and so I got this, this, this mailer in the mail from Crane Small Business. They were having a small business award. And when I tell you, our, our heavenly father told me you're going, and he told me I would make it immediate. Now, mind y'all, this is 10, 11 years ago. This is before Lizzo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> before Ashley Graham was on the Color Sports Illustrated, that was precious. And so I went to this event, could not afford it, got a credit card, put the $300 ticket on there, and I went scared. Best kind of client dress, three pairs of shapewear. You know I was going in. <laughs> Walked in, don't know nobody. No business cards because I, I ain't got no money. It was negative $400. It was in my bed. Negative $400. And, you know, me and God fat mouth and, you know, basically came down to, I had to walk up to the producers of MSNBC. I didn't even know how to pitch, but I knew I had to do something. Because if people don't believe, I've got to make them believe. Right. Welcome to producers of MSNBC. I threw a pitch at them that I made up on the spot. They looked at me. I looked at them. They laughed in my face. I'm thinking, man, that was all I got, right? Mm. I'm like, no, 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 that was really good. Have you heard of our show Elevator Pitch? Now, you know I hadn't. But when you're wrong, <laughs> you got to do what they tell you. That it, I thought, I've heard of it. That first pitch got me on MSNBC's Your Business with J.J. Ramberg. Oh, nice. My second pitch was on the show. So oh, wow. I picked up in a Cadillac Escalade and the driver said, who are you? I said, I'm a celebrity. Oh, my God. Go to the Rockefeller Center. I'm scared out of my mind. I don't know what to expect. But when we hit that set and they had my lingerie there, again, I was 327 pounds. I had a mohawk. Y'all know I ain't right. I ain't never right. <laughs> when they said action, I pitched like I was pitching to God. And little did I know in 54 seconds it was over. And I heard the host say that was one of the best pitches I've ever heard in the history of the show. Wow. 
I won $500,000. Oh my God. I told y'all, I can yes. ramen. We had $400, you ain't got no ramen. Right, so right. Wow. So people wouldn't believe, it's, it's sometimes you have, you can't, it's almost like they say, you can't be big in your own place. You have to have, go somewhere else. Sure. Mm. And so they told me to enter pitch competitions. And again, I had no training, but out of mm-hmm. 14 tries, I won 13 times. So that's wow. Yale, Stanford, Columbia grads, cool tech companies, international companies. My company wasn't this big tech company. I mean, we did have a website, but I was able to articulate mm-hmm. so much in a short pitch. Mm-hmm. And so if I could offer anything to anyone, the reason why I'm the killer pitch master is because I, I fought against the grain to get here. And so when people were throwing up their, their schools and all these credentials, I wanted to just show them. Well, y'all sitting there telling me that I'm going to talk about baked goods and cookies and cakes and brownies. No, I eat it. I don't know how to make it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to show you why we can't say plus size women. We got to say full figure divas and plus size. (laughs) I got to come in and be cute about this. I can't come in and be like, I'm a lowly, I don't wear moo-moos or nothing like that. So I had to be the embodiment of a full figure diva and a plus size fashionista. I had to add add facts, figures, and statistics to my story because Mm -hmm. no investor wants to invest in something, that a problem that only you have. So when you say there's 40 million women, that just blows me. What? I'm like, yo, it's probably growing. But mm-hmm. most women are a size 14 or larger. But if you're looking at magazines, you wouldn't know that. Right. And then you're also dealing with people who didn't even know that Kirby Girls existed. Mm-hmm. So I had to really be the embodiment and show them, not only are you worthy, you're worth it, like L'Oreal says, but then we created something for you built by a woman who looks like you. Mm-hmm. I didn't cut and paste. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't think of angels. I wanted them to be bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's how, that's how I got started because no one believed. And I had to go somewhere else and do as our heavenly father told me to do. I'm going to do it through media. And so I never mm-hmm. thought that eventually that would lead to Shark Tank. Eventually that would lead to Forbes Magazine, CNN, Wall Street Journal. Mind y'all, I'm black on both sides. <laughs> Nothing ambiguous, no light eyes, no light skin, no Brazilian butt lift, no six pack abs. And you know what? I'm still the female MacGyver of business. This is what we do. That's so- amazing. So what do you do in those moments where you are down on yourself and you're going, I can't do this. This isn't for me. I'm not the person who who's made to do this stuff. I don't have it in me. What do you do? How do you get yourself out of that? One of the things that I do to get myself out of my funk is I have a great support network mm-hmm. and I didn't know who my support network was until I, I tried to take my life on my 38th birthday. Right. I'm 42. Y'all I'm 42. We four years. Wow. Back. But when the actor died, the inspiration for my company uh, that bridged the gap between me and other women who look like me to see themselves as not only do we matter, but if we're the majority, why don't we act like it? It's kind of like when I ask people, are you the Toyota or the Rolls Royce? I'm the Rolls Royce. I'm not for everybody. So having a great support network, being able to call on people, being able to pray to my heavenly father that he, he he can make a way. And also just understanding that not every opportunity is for you. And just because people are offering things or, or all of this, it doesn't mean you need to take it. Maybe they're just telling you that if you are the Rolls Royce, you have to be selective. Mm-hmm. And when I was in my darkest moments, my darkest moments, I didn't realize that God gives his hardest battles to stronger soldiers. So, you know, me trying to take my life, me being homeless, me being a severe alcoholic. Yo, I'm going to keep it by buck. I'm not here to tell y'all the sweet story that everything was perfect. It mm-hmm. wasn't. I had big time speakers turn their backs on me. I remember when I was on Shark Tank killing a game or whatever, right after that, my business partner and I got into it so bad that um, 
you know, even she threatened to sue Shark Tank. So people always ask me, what happened to your episode? Even though it aired, they always ask me, and it's like the hardest thing to just say, listen, sometimes people will do things to you out of jealousy and spite mm-hmm. or because they want what you have. Right. And some people aren't like, I'm not willing to battle Shark Tank. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I was blessed with the opportunity. I have the pictures. Do I have um, the video they sent? Baby, I lost everything when I was homeless. And so at the end of the day, I know what happened. I know when I walked in with a low cut canary yellow peplum dress and an Afro extreme makeup, I killed the game. I killed it. Mm-hmm. And people have said they saw the episode. When can they see it again? I'm like, it's probably never going to air again. The yeah. great thing is when I tell y'all in those dark moments, I remember how I walked through other, other battles. I'm almost five years clean and sober off of alcohol. Congrats. I walked back Oh, thank you. I walked out of homelessness. These these, these uh, balloons behind me. This is my three year anniversary of walking out of homelessness. Wow. I walked into my pastor's home right after I walked out of the Bowery Mission. I was on the third floor, right in the midst of the pandemic and economic downturn and social unrest. I moved into a two bedroom apartment. Mm. I paid the rent. I ain't never been late. You know rent in New York, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that tells you how hard I worked to prove not just to myself, but to other women mm-hmm. that if you think you have to look sound and act like everybody else, you get treated like everybody else. Again, are you the Toyota true, true. or the Rolls Royce? Yeah. As the Rolls Royce, I took everything in the beginning, but as the pandemic came, you know, people are like, oh, they're not going to hire. Baby, I'd have been the homelessness. So if, y'all, that, if that's cool with y'all, y'all can do that. But I'm about to go hard in the paint. I'm about to be like Drake said, <laughs> and like y- y'all playing. Y'all mm-hmm. playing in the streets. You see, I, I envision myself, and again, to really answer your question, I envision myself as the fourth quarter quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. give me the ball, I'm gonna run with it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna run with it. See, people play nice for three, three things, and then they hit that fourth quarter and they lose steam. I'm like, no, I was built for the fourth quarter. I was mm-hmm. built for this. So while y'all playing, I'm gonna be out here slaying. Yeah. <laughs> you telling me what people won't pay, I'm gonna show you that I moved into a two-bedroom apartment. I'm I'm like an Instagram potty. I'm flewed out by the biggest <laughs> in the world. There's no way a woman like me walk out of home and says that I'm a corporate trainer for LinkedIn, Google, Microsoft, Federal Reserve Bank, Intuit, QuickBooks, mm-hmm. George Washington University, college universities around the world. In fact, Yelp is my newest client. How does that happen? Right. Well, because I am who I say I am and I can teach on a level most people cannot. So if you're used to being told the same things over and over again, you keep hiring the same kind of sales trainers and consultants, you need someone who, when times are down, how do you explode their revenue mm. how do you explode their profits how do you turn ideal clients into repeat customers who can do that where the money resides <laughs> that's what the killer pitch master can do and that's why i i'm so happy to be the killer pitch master because i'll show you how to slay all competition whether it's a pandemic an economic downturn social unrest addiction homelessness whatever i came out swinging let's go that's what's it. up that's definitely that's, no, I'm, I'm ready to go right I, I, I thrive so when people say kb done oh baby you're the burger king to my mcdonald's let's get it let's go oh you do like this you sound like this i don't have to do none of that if that's what you want to sound and look like that's on you i wore hot pink and pop, hot pink and hot purple suits to court ridiculous but i did it <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned obviously like all these major companies that you go in and you essentially teach them how to level up right for the lack of a better term um and i know kind of looking at your website and just kind of browsing and seeing things like that like you also mentioned mentioned sorry shark tank 
Um, and I saw that one of your clients, she went on there and she won, uh, McDiva, I believe her name yeah, was. Yeah, that's McDiva. Yes. She's an ophthalmologist and she had the magnetic lashes. So what does that even feel like? Like knowing that your client just won Shark Tank? Well, she's my seventh that did that. So it oh, is nice. still as, as wow. happy to me as it with the first. First of all, four of them were before I, you know, hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. The other three were after I came from darkness into light. And so to watch her pitch, it was, you know, you can't help but cry because yeah. I'm a part of her journey. What she did is she killed it. No matter how much we practice, no matter how much, but she did that. Mm-hmm. And she went before them. Do y'all know she's six feet tall? Wow. Oh, wow. She's taller than me. I'm five <laughs> foot nine. So okay. my thing is when I work with clients, I... I want to hear what their goals are because often they're not as big as they could be. Right. Yes. And I want people to dream big and think big. I don't care what people before you have tried and failed. Like people told me I never get on Shark Tank because I, you know, I'm from the hood of St. Louis. I'm like, I'm from the hood, but I'm not hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have sophisticated ratchet tendencies, but I'm not. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? I know what it's like to eat miso glazed chili and sea bass. I know what it's like to eat the little caviars. Come on now. I went from the bottom to the top. And sometimes when I'm at the office, so my office is at the Luminary, which is in Midtown. Okay. And when I'm on the roof, so we have this rooftop and I always take a picture from, and I always do that panoramic from the bottom to the top. And you can oh, yeah. see, you can see the Empire State Building. LinkedIn is an Empire State Building. Okay. And I spoke there and I'm just like, I got started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is, and realizing business isn't a popularity contest and i know a lot of us like oh well you know i need to take pictures with this celebrity babe if you're the rose royce you are the celebrity mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. to have people take pictures with you mm-hmm. i don't get phased by celebrities when i already feel like i am a business person that did it and mm-hmm. i didn't have connections when i grew up i didn't have media but i talked my way into big situations because even if i was afraid i had to do it anyway Mm-hmm. If I didn't do it, all we would have is Lizzo and Ashley Graham. Right. And they already go through enough torture from people saying, you don't look like you should be there. It's because people told them they couldn't. And so mm-hmm. they can't imagine someone having the moxie to go in and be like, oh, my perceived flaws are my secret weapon. Right. You never see me coming. Yeah. And yeah. that's why it's your secret weapon. So you can let people dismiss you and just, you can do all that. Right. When it comes to that stage, I'm going to light you up. <laughs> right <laughs> so what does that look like if you know because I know you said when you were um the one like big pitch where you ended up winning five hundred thousand dollars like going into that you obviously were were nervous and things like that what, <laughs> what like what would other people listening to this interview like what are some tips that they can think of even though they're feeling nervous about something is there some type of prep work that they can do you know, cause sometimes right in the, in the, in the moment, like your brain just lights up and like everything comes out the way you want it to. Right. right. But sometimes that doesn't like, that doesn't always happen. So is there some right. prep work that needs to be done so that you can feel a little bit more confident to, to kill it in, in that moment? Right. So number one, what I do is I listen to four songs to get me hyped. So you need to have your hype songs. Like, so, and this is just, I mean, and this is almost like the last step, but I, I want to bring it up first because I want you to be pumped up and like, 
I want you to be in the eye of the tiger. I want you to go, mm -hmm. I want you to run some stairs like Rocky and be like, it's already mine. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's already mine. So my first one is Bad by Michael Jackson because if I can wear leather on the, uh, on the subway, on a <laughs> skirmish horn in Brooklyn, and I'm about to battle, dance battle, like I want to be, <laughs> and the whole world has to answer right now to tell you once again, she bad, you know? <laughs> Number two, Diva by Beyonce. I'm not the normal diva, but I am a diva when it comes to pitching. Mm. I slay. Mm -hmm. Number three, Nicki Minaj's moment for life. When you hear her say, in this very moment, I'm king. In this very moment, I slay Goliath with a sling. Think of the biggest thing you've ever been up against. And that's what David went through. Right. And when yeah. people gave him the, the swords, he was like, I don't need none of that. He took a slingshot, which means he did something extraordinary and incredibly unique. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he did what he had to do. So I'm a slay Goliath with this, I'm just gonna mm -hmm. do it. And this is my yeah. moment for life. I'm, I'm saying it's already in my mind, I've already won. And number four is Lose Yourself by Eminem. Especially that third stanza, because I'm like this. I can't <laughs> rap. No, <laughs> mama, when he says, mama, I cannot grow old to Salem's lot. So here I go, it's my shot, feet fail me not. This may be the only opportunity that I got. And I'm like, that's how my, I'm at my best when my back is against the wall. This is mm. all I got. Mm -hmm. uh, unlike a lot of people, I don't have a mom and a dad. I don't mm -hmm. have family members that can, can help me. I literally right. have to build this by myself and God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, you know, when people are counting everybody's paycheck, you don't know what people had to go through to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. And so these things keep me grounded. Number two, when it comes to pitching, whether you're on an airplane, Whole Foods, on stage trying to get investor dollars, whether you're pitching to the media, you have to be very, very clear on certain things. What is your target market's problem? Yep. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll focus on how great of a solution we have. But if that's not their problem, what difference does it make? Right. Yep. Amen. So what if you're, what if you have the right target market, but your messaging is wrong because you're, you're over here and they're like right here. Cause you haven't addressed what their problem is. Mm -hmm. I'm the killer pitch master. That sounds really great if you want to pitch, but what if that's not your problem? Right. What if your problem is you don't have the confidence to speak well publicly. Right. But if you're just talking about pitching, you're missing people. And mm -hmm. that's what I did. When I realized I started asking questions about why certain people wouldn't work with me, they thought I'm not ready to pitch because I can't speak well publicly anyway. Mm -hmm. So then I had to develop programs like, you know, hashtag booked and busy, the masterclass for speakers. Then I had to create products that set the foundation for speaking in addition to my pitching services and products, right? Yeah. So when I started asking questions about, you know, uh, what was so hard about speaking, give me, that's what led me to know that for speakers, they need to be talked to a certain way, which means you have multiple pitches. When it talks to people who need to pitch, whether it's a media pitch, an elevator pitch, an investor pitch, a sales pitch, an interview pitch, and a speaker pitch, what am I gonna say to them? Number two, I mean, number three, what is your unique solution, right? You got a lot of sales yep. consultants. You got a lot of people who can teach you on pitching. That's mm -hmm. great. But what if you had a world-class master communicator who, is, who has been exceptional in all of them and can demonstrate that not through my testimony, but through the 160 um, testimonials I have on LinkedIn alone in the last year and a half, from the biggest yep. companies to the most successful entrepreneurs and speakers. Think about that. So what is the elephant in the room? Have you addressed what their problem is? So they know, they hear you. Right. And now, right. oh, what's your solution? Number mm -hmm. four, what are your credentials? What, yeah. what brings you to the table? What is, it's almost like, what's your secret sauce? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You're not just going to leave people and say, oh, I can help you with this. Why the heck should I hire you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About you? When I say I'm a 13-time national champion, bring me someone who's a 13-time national champion. Bring me someone who's also been on a Shark Tank, seen in Wall Street Journal, Forbes magazine, and their clients have too. In fact, for my successful speakers and entrepreneurs, they are not only booked and busy and paid, they're now booked and blissful because their funnels are full. Mm. My clients are winning pitch competitions first place. Do you hear what I'm saying? Whether it's television or it's in the competitions around the nation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who did that? Who wrote three number one best-selling books on pitching, starting with Bad Bitches and Power Pitches and finishing with Pitching for Profit, the Bad Bitches playbook to convert conversations into currency? Yep. Who did that? I did in two of my books are reviewed by Forbes. Did I tell y'all I'm... Black on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't beg nobody to, to, to review my books. They review. Mm-hmm. Keep it, mm-hmm. keep it a buck. So you also want to, we always talk about a call to action. People swear they do it, but I always know people forget to do that. Mm, so what okay. do you want people to do after they hear you? Do you want right. them to go to your website? Do you want them to book a call? Do you want them to read a white paper? Do you want them to check something out? Do you have a quiz? Like I have a quiz, a free quiz that I created because I knew people didn't pr- truly understand what pitching does. It mm-hmm. is not just for sales or anything like that. You can be you can be pitching at a dinner. You can be doing so many things, but you need to know how to step up your pitch. As great as it is, it can be so much better. And if you don't have multiples, you're already losing. You're leaving right. money yep. on the table, right? So what do you want them to do? So my free pitch quiz is you can go to pitchingforprofit.com. That's P-I-T-C-H-I-N-G for F-O-R profit, P-R-O-F-I-T.com. When you take my free six question quiz, what are you going to do? You're going to get a free customized report that the algorithm is doing their thing and it tells you what you're missing in your pitches and how to take it to the next level. That's why it's called, what's your next pitch power play? Because I always think in terms of sports, you want to play the game? Play. Mm-hmm. And then let's go back. <clears throat> How do you introduce yourself? Most people, sure. when they are pitching, they throw out their name and the name of their company. Nobody care about that. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> so throw out a question, a startling statistic or a quote. Do something that's going to shock the world. Right. Like I, I, I remember when I was on Shark Tank and I, the way I pitched, I'd be like, Jigga who? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, so I walk into some place and be like, ladies. Ladies, raise your hands if you want to be a bad bitch with a power pitch. Clutch the pearl. The <laughs> <laughs> other women like, I've had men raise their hands. I said, fellas, I ain't forgot about you. You think I'm not here? Fellas, raise your hands if you want to be a bad man with a master pitching plan. They're looking at me like, wow. Yeah. I'm like, you've come to the right place. And then I introduced myself mm-hmm. because I want to interrupt the pattern. And all right. What is the pattern interrupt? Mm-hmm. So your name and name of your company is so irrelevant. Keep that towards the middle or the end. It's all about making sure that you're answering the all important question. Why you over somebody else? Why should I book you, hire you, promote you? You know, why should I? Yeah. If you yeah. can't answer that question, you're already a problem. It's already a problem. Yeah. And so these are the things. And then finally, when you're going into competition or you are a speaker and you need to make sure that conference organizers and event planners know who you are, make sure it's aware. Have you created your own lane or do mm-hmm. you sound like everybody else? Again, are you the Toyota or the Rolls Royce of the industry? And always sure. keep that ever present. If you want people who can't afford you to always be in your inbox doing those free discovery calls, you are the Toyota. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do it. Very cool. That makes sense. Well, awesome. 
Yeah. I feel like people are going to have to replay this episode. Right. It's like a mini masterclass. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And with that, let's take a break real quick and we'll come back with Precious Williams. All right, Adam. So how about you tell the people who we are? Absolutely. Pathstone Enterprise Center is a CDFI. That's a community development financial institution, meaning that we help expand access to capital for entrepreneurs and business owners who don't traditionally have those bankable businesses, or maybe they have an issue with their credit score. Maybe they're a startup. Either way, we come in where the banks can't. We come in to help loan for working capital, equipment purchases, as a matter of fact, we can even help with gap financing. So if you're able to get most of your money from a bank and you need a little bit more, we can even help out by giving you that little bit more. The best way to get a hold of us is to call us at 716-436-2560, or you can email us directly at pecky at pathstone.org. That's P-E-C-I at pathstone.org. And we're back from the break with Precious Williams, the pitch master. Precious, uh, one question I wanted to ask. Uh, so we we have a, a program called She Means Business that we do. We just wrapped it up in late July. And that culminates in a, in a pitch competition. Mm-hmm. And we got to work with uh, 20 different uh, women entrepreneurs on their pitch. And right. most of them are coming from, you know, it was, it was from scratch. You know, they, they didn't right. have a pitch coming into the program. If you were there. What's the thing that you know you're going to see? What's the thing that entrepreneurs do all the time that makes you want to just shake them in their pitch? Okay, there's about three or four things that just really make me want to shake people. Number one, they're incredibly boring. Mm -hmm. So like they've heard every information, they've tried to answer every question in there and it's boring because they forgot to bring their passion, their energy and their intensity for what it is, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. Number two, when you think of pitching, you have to remember, think about if someone in your family cooks really well, or you may have a boyfriend, girlfriend, somebody who cooks well at the holidays. And I really want y'all to hear this. When you go over the house, you're smelling the food, you're chopping it up with the homies, you're like, y'all, y'all get ready to eat, you put everything on your plate. You sit down, someone says grace. That whole plate is your books, your business, your brand, your product or service, everything, your relationship, your career. That first fork, is your pitch. A pitch mm-hmm. is a, a juicy morsel, a taste, an enticement of more to come. Mm. Every pitch does not need everything you do in it. Okay. okay. So you have to focus on the audience. What mm. do they most need to know about your, your, your product, your service, your book, whatever you're launching? They don't need to know everything. The reason why is because if you do it right, you're going to anticipate particular questions with the way you write your pitch. And see, people don't think about it from that perspective. They think everything needs to be in. Mm -hmm. No, you will slay people for real when you can answer those questions because you created a pitch that, that, that makes people want to ask certain questions. And then you're going to really kill the game, whether it's before an investor, a media, whatever you want to make sure you just want to entice them. You want to get them, you want to interrupt the pattern of everyone here is boring or they're just talking a good game and nothing makes sense, yeah. right? So remember, your pitch is an enticement. And if you write it right, you know what kind of questions are coming. And since so you already know, you're already prepared, right? Yeah. Number three, <clears throat> so please, everything ain't, don't put the kitchen sink in there. 
Yeah. Give me a little taste. Yeah. Give me a little taste. You know, like, yeah. give me a little taste. <laughs> Number three, <clears throat> we often forget facts, figures, and statistics in our pitch. So you will hear people say, I got a great idea. That's wonderful. Oh, your story is great because they're like, oh, it's the art of storytelling. Storytelling is great, but who is in your audience? Are they finance professionals? Are there people who are used to awarding money? What are they going to listen to? Right. You have to have a great story, but you have to back it up. What does the data say? Yeah. Well, have you not missed the data? If you've never sold anything, why should people still buy? Mm-hmm. Are they buying others in that space? So marry the story to facts, figures, and statistics, and you'll blow people away. I don't know about y'all, but I, I hear great stories all the time that mean nothing or they should be in church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, they should be in church. Yep. And finally, bring your authentic self to the table. Yes. I am never going to sound like Tony Robbins, Lisa Nichols, Les Brown. I'm not. <laughs> and you know what? I'm Precious Williams. And that, that enough said. Mm-hmm. Bring, your, yeah. bring yourself. You don't have to be an extrovert. You can be an introvert and be the quiet storm. So when mm. you walk in, if you need to drop books or whatever to get people's attention, you need to set it off. It's a great Dr. Sherwood says, start off with a bang. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's great. That's for every entrepreneur listening, go back and listen to the last five minutes. Go listen to the whole thing, but listen to the last five minutes. That was so good. I love that, that part about the, the plate about mm-hmm. everything you don't have to take as a bite a of everything master, like i said as a killer pitch master i'm supposed to teach you things you don't know you can go to google and find a formula it ain't gonna work in the right right yep. so you have a huge event coming up so you were actually the first speaker selected for the tedx butler i'm a huge fan of just ted talks tedx yeah. all of that so one congratulations Thank and you. How do you feel? What do you think about that? What was the process, if anything at all? Can I just tell you, when I wrote my third book, Pitching for Profit, The Bad Bitches Playbook, I wanted to show people how to turn every conversation into currency, mm-hmm. not cash. If you have the right relationship, that's currency. Mm-hmm. One sure. call, that's all. I want you to be like NBA young boy, never broke again. I ain't saying right. <laughs> So... You know, I've been wanting to do a TED Talk and I've had mm-hmm. opportunities to, but then another paid opportunity came along. I was like, mm, I'm just going to go with it. Right. What a money was that? <laughs> so for TEDx Butler, what was so, what was so amazing is they selected me. Nice. And, you know, the topic is on reimagine. And you never, you know, being a full figure diva, being black, uh, you know, being um, differently abled and stuff like that. I want to reimagine the world so differently because I've had to, I've had to operate. Mm-hmm. I don't look at myself as less than or anything like that. So with the topic being reimagined, it was perfect for me. This is, this is what I'm telling you. Certain things happen the way they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So not only am I excited, when I saw my name and when they told me I was the first selected, when I saw it on the site first, like I cried because I know people want so desperately to, to at least have a, a TED talk, a TEDx talk. Right. And to know that I was selected from my background and that they knew I was going to bring something totally different. I don't mm-hmm. know about y'all. Have y'all ever applied for things and not gotten them? You beat yourself up about it. And then something will happen and be like, that's why. Because right. Else. Yep. So I needed to be here for reimagine. My my presentation has already been approved. Great. I have 18 minutes. I don't think I'm taking 18. I don't think I even need that. But I'm gonna come in it so powerfully. And as I tell you, every time I hit the stage, I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. That's yep. just how I'm. That's that's just how I'm designed. So I want people to come out 
and watch the masters show you how to reimagine life period i had to reimagine that even though i came from the inner city i wasn't just some hood ratchet ghetto girl but even if all of that were true i'm still as worthy as someone who went to Harvard. right because mm-hmm. we're still looking at each other in the face yeah. right yes. and and so i'm excited um sometimes i like cry because i'm like you would never think in a pandemic and economic downturn and social unrest that your business would take off in ways that seems so incredible to everybody else. But I knew since I was five years old, this is how it's going to play out. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And, and there's such a need for, for you and you know that, but right, I, I yes. want to say it, you know, we work with small businesses and, and micro businesses every day. And I've been doing this for a decade and uh, you are so needed uh, mm-hmm. just even just people to hear you, um, yes. and, and to know that, that you're out there and that, that this can be done and, and then that they can improve their pitch and how to improve their pitch so that they can have the life they want. And they have the life they saw at five years old. That's right. Uh, yes. You're needed. Yes. Yes. 100%. When I was looking at, okay, who can we have as a guest on our podcast, you kind of jumped out and I was like, this is exactly what we yeah. need, especially thinking about, um, our, she means business program that just finished. Right. Like they, I could very much see them women looking at you and say, okay, I, I see you, right. Like I see myself in you, which yeah. means I can then move up to this next level. Like yeah. these are some things that I need to work on. So thank you. So grateful for you being our guest. This was amazing. Where can people find you? We know that you've got, uh, TEDx coming up on October 18th, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yep, October 18th. So where can people find you? Contact, here are ways to get in contact with me. Again, my name is Precious Williams. I'm the proud founder and CEO of Perfect Pitches by Precious. And as a killer pitch master, I literally teach the art and the science and the most killer pitches, whether they're elevator, media, investor, speaker, sales, or interview pitches. You can find me on my website, www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. On LinkedIn, I am Precious L. Williams, killer pitchmaster. Connect with me there and tell, tell me how we met or, or how you saw me. On Twitter, I am at Perfect Pitch P. On Facebook, I am at Perfect Pitch P. On Instagram, I'm at Perfect Pitches P. And every Sunday on LinkedIn, I have a show called Keeping It Real with the Killer Pitchmaster, where you'll learn just the tips and techniques. And you know, no, no, no fluff, no BS coming through. Um, and finally, if you like what you heard today, please feel free to take my free quiz at pitchingforprofit.com. I'm also a three-time number one best-selling author of Bad Bitches and Power Pitches for women entrepreneurs and speakers only. I have the accompanying workbook. And finally, I have Pitching for Profit, the Bad Bitches Playbook to Convert Conversations into Currency. They're all available on my website, www.perfectpitchesbyprices.com. If you see fit to want to hire me to speak at your event, your summit or whatever, you can go to my second website, www.killerpitchmaster.com. Again, I'm so thankful to be here. If you go on my site, you'll see my services and products. You can see my digital products. You can also see how to work one-on-one with me. You can also see other ways that we may be able that I may be able to help you again. I am Precious Williams. So happy to be here. So thankful for this opportunity. And I hope you heard something different from what you're used to hearing and celebrating the difference in you. Are you the Toyota or are you the Rolls Royce? If you're the Rolls Royce, come holler at me. <laughs> I love it. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the killer pitch master, Precious Williams. Precious, thank you so, so much. Yes. Thank you. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Precious Williams, the killer pitch master. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And obviously, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on today's episode. We will see you in about two weeks. <laughs>